0: baby spud here i've met a lot of people and i played some too and there's one thing i know people like to talk <laughs> it's the spudcast that's where you at hey where are you, baby hi y'all megan thanks for joining me here happy merity Gras to you even though it's cold and nobody could really do anything, uh, well, that's why I call my boy Lance Montalto out in Vegas, uh, New Orleans boy, comedian, always have fun talking to him, so we had a great conversation, which I will let you in on after this, but don't forget, don't forget this right now, it is potty mouth, potty mouth, so if you got kids, they ain't supposed to listen to this, okay, but you can, on this podcast podcast, talking out my ass right after this. Well, that said, ain't going to be no Mardi Gras. You can't stop the Mardi Gras. You can stop a parade, but you can't stop the spirit. It's just going to be a little different, that's all. And if you're still a little confused on how you're going to celebrate Fat Tuesday, just go to MardiGrasAlliance.com, and they'll hook you up with whoever you need to hook up with to see the floats, the music, the Mardi Gras Indians, the food, the history, and whatever else you need to make your Mardi Gras just as special as if nothing has changed. Go to Mardi Gras Alliance.com and laissez les bons temps rouler. Spot here for Serentine Comfort Systems. You've heard a lot of hot air out of me before. Well, now I'm talking comfortable, clean, germ-free air with the new iWave air purifier. It knocks down cooties, even COVID, from your home or business. Pathogens, allergens, particles, even smoke and odors. Wave goodbye with the iWave from Serentine. Quick install, no maintenance, $25 a month. Give the gift of healthy air this year. Call Serentine Comfort Systems at 504-833-8831. 833-8831 or go to srscomfort.com. Spud here. On Friday, two friends told me they had COVID. Monday evening, I started feeling punky. Tuesday morning, at 6 30, I was at Rapid Urgent Care getting tested, and by 7 o'clock, I was quarantined. Don't fool around. If you have any symptoms, let the professionals at Rapid Urgent Care diagnose your condition. They've got you covered with eight clinics from Baton Rouge to Bogalusa, from Metairie to Mandeville. You can even visit a doctor online. Mask up and get yourself and your loved ones tested at Rapid Urgent Care. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find the clinic nearest you. So, okay, so I'm talking to uh, Lance Montalto again, which we haven't spoken since, what, a couple of months ago. We did a Newsmakers and Ball Breakers, which I don't do no more because uh, Mike Weldon died. So and the reason we're yeah. talking we're talking later today than actually I wanted to, but you was at the doctor. Went, oh man, I'm like the kiss of death now. Comics talk to me. No, and they... no. Anyway,
1: I uh, this has been a rough uh, pandemic for me. <laughs> I had gallbladder surgery. I had cataract <laughs> surgery. Well, I got just... COVID.
0: Where did then, you? Uh, wait, wait, cataract, wait. Where did you? Me the... Wait. Right. All right, go ahead. They
1: take the cataracts out. I had um, scar tissue from them then I had to go back and get the scar tissue off.
0: <laughs> Dude, you you you're be you'll be Perry get, Martin.
1: Getting old sucks. G-
0: getting old ain't for the young, I can tell you that.
1: <laughs> I tell you
0: that. It ain't for I'm actually
1: great now. I feel better than I have in a long, long time.
0: I feel like shit and I felt like shit a long, long time ago. So there you go.
1: Yeah, how you doing? Are you are you over the COVID?
0: Oh yeah, I gotta tell you. I I mean, the uh, the pen the, the actual quarantine sucked because Maureen had to sleep on a couch. I mean, you ain't never been in my house, but I got a camel back. Okay, so I'm I'm upstairs. I got my own bathroom. You know, it's a nice big room. I got I actually have my desk and my portable studio up here, so I was able to keep doing the spudcast and and call and try to do a few things on the phone but uh right. you know Maureen's down there sleeping on the couch and I know she's waking up in the morning and her back hurts and all kinds of other shit but boy they pumped me they pumped me full of that uh antibody infusion and I had practically no I had symptoms. the same thing well i mean how did you do man i had no i had a, a couple of headaches and and i think i coughed twice i never had any fever nothing so you know, I mean, how did how did it help you? Did you do any good?
1: Well, I went to the doctors. I went to the doctors, and after the gallbladder, and they said, "Well, you're getting uh, at your age. I think you should go to Walgreens and give it away for free. It's a it's a uh, pneumonia thirteen shot
0: for people mm. who catch pneumonia, so you don't. Oh, I got you know, that. It I don't know about the thirteen, yeah. but I got a pneumonia shot.
1: So I took. I took no, yeah. So I got the thirteen shot. Is the first one, and then like next year, you got to take the twenty three or whatever it is. But anyway, I take that shot, and then two days later, I'm starting getting muscle aches and a little fever, so I, look, I research it, and I said, that's a side effect of the 13 shot. I said, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, it's also so then it
1: cold. started getting a little worse, and I went to the doctors, and the doctor took the test. He goes, you, get, you have COVID. I went, what? I thought it was from the 13 shot. He goes, no, you have COVID. So then they put me in the hospital for one day. They gave me the uh, antibiotic drip. They gave me the z pack. They gave me a ton of stuff.
0: I didn't, I didn't know that. I just got the drip.
1: No, I got the drip. Let me tell you. Uh, I had one day where I lost sense of smell. Never lost sense of taste, but one day, and then everything came back when that antibiotic drip started kicking in.
0: Oh, mine! Mine kicked in the first day. I mean, I made an SBD, no, and I knew. <laughs> ain't no sitting, lost a sense mm-hmm. of smell. The one time I wish I woulda, you know. But <laughs> 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 got to lose the sense of taste too. But no, got it. Had both. I didn't get literally. I had a I couple lost of my small sense
1: headaches of taste years ago.
0: Uh, <laughs> you can tell from the way I dress. I ain't never had no taste. Anyway.
1: No, you can tell by the way I write.
0: No, bro. No, believe me. You got good stuff. I I I worked the road with some comics. I'm going, jeez and peace. I'm still an opening act, and I got middle acts that can't follow me, and the headliners are telling me which of my jokes I can't do. You know, because they're funnier than their version. You know, it's like
1: I found some old old DV tapes. I mean, DV on the tape. So I had I bought a DV player, so I can look at some of my old stuff. The past two or three days, I've been laughing my butt off, man, because. That stuff, I have one video of me. It was a Halloween or something. And uh, I'm wearing a suit on stage, and it's like 1,500 people in this auditorium. And I looked at the audience, and I go, this is my opening line. And she goes, uh, I said, all you guys are in in, in costumes and everything. It's just beautiful. And then some guy yells out, because I'm just wearing a suit. He goes, what are you dressed like? (laughs) And off the top of my head, I went... I'm dressed like the guy that fucks your wife while you're at work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I got to make sure we'll I tell me. everybody uh, we got potty mouth in this one. <laughs> That's so a great line, though. That's a great line. over so,
1: 1,500 people, the the room went nuts. And I started laughing my butt off.
0: That's good.
1: But uh, Some of this old stuff, uh, I mean, some of the old stuff from years ago, I even forgot I did.
0: Oh, darn. I was digging through old paperwork, uh, uh, cup up a few months ago getting rid of just throwing stuff away and i came across a list of my bits you know and i because i'd write them down and then i'd rejuggle them and figure out what? where it's gonna and it's like oh lord god i remember i there ain't a lot of tape of me doing stand-up and i'm I'm running across when these you, bi- when
1: you when when you look at the old list uh the minute you see the word or whatever it is do you remember the bit or i remember most go, of them some of them
0: you know some of them, some of them are done. It's like, no, I don't, I don't remember. Cause, and and like, I talk to my kids. Watch these people. They, I, I listen to them. They'll be giggling their ass off, looking at some YouTube thing. And I'll go in there watching them, going, "This, this isn't funny. This is just stupid. This isn't funny. There's nothing clever about anything." Oh, dad, you just don't know. I, I made my money telling jokes for like six years. I, I know how you to know tell how you. You can
1: tell you're in the business too long. Mm. You know how you can tell you in the business too long when people start sending you jokes that are on the internet? I went, I know. I wrote that one
0: 20 years ago. Oh, God. Or when, the, or when you'd, be, you'd be on the road and you'd go do the morning show and the DJ thought he was funnier than you and you, you couldn't piss him off too much because he's the one plugging you all week. And then, you know, okay, let's yeah. do Stump the Comic. And they would, and people would call in and they start telling these jokes that it's like, God, I, you know what? I told this stuff my first night on open mic night. And, and it's like, and you start rattling off the head, the the, the, the punchline, And they go, well, no, it's, it's like this. And they'll change two words. I went, yeah, you're an asshole. You can't say asshole on the radio. Uh, well, me, yeah, you can be you one on the know, radio. want to
1: know my best radio story? Mm. I was in Ohio, and there was a guy it was in the morning show. His name was Lanigan in the morning. And he was all, known all throughout Cleveland and all throughout Ohio and everything. So I'm working the uh, the, the club in Cleveland. And uh, they're bringing me for a radio show on Friday morning. So that Friday morning is the first day in Cleveland that opposite his show, Howard Stern's starting in Cleveland. (laughs) So Howard Stern, whenever he goes to a new city, he researches the other guys, and he makes fun of them nonstop. So Howard was making fun of Lanigan in his show all the time. So I'm in the car. They're driving me to the radio show, and I hear Lanigan on – the radio gone. I got Howard Stern up my butt all day long. And then we got this comic coming on today. And I don't even know who he is. He's probably not going to be funny. And he's, he's just so – he's such an idiot. So um,
0: – Yeah, he, he's pure I genius. Realized,
1: no, I realized the comedy club is uh, paying him to – and he's telling us, telling them how I'm not funny. He doesn't know who I am and all that. So finally I get there and I get on the air. And uh, he, we start talking, and my first line, I said, you know, Lanigan, I've been listening to Howard Stern all morning, and um, <laughs> he's been going back and forth with you. And I don't care what he says, that toupee you're wearing really looks real. <laughs> and he goes right to a commercial, and he gets off the, he gets off the air, and he looks at he like, goes, what the hell are you doing now? I said, let me tell you something, pal. I said, my uh, comedy club is paying you to advertise us, and you tell me you don't know who I am. I'm probably not funny and everything else. If you want to have fun, we can have a blast. We'll call Howard Stern and mess with him if you want to do that. Fine. But if you're going to be an idiot like this, I will make this the hardest hour you have ever had to do in your life. <laughs> he comes back from the radio. He goes, I've been talking to Lance Metallica. What a great guy. To... <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> we had started having a blast. Mm-hmm. But I ripped him a new one, and then he came back on air, and we had a great show.
0: That's good. I never, I mean, I never had, uh, I don't have any standout of um, memories of any of the radio shows. They all are pretty much the same, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you're a comic. Who the hell gets up and does, the only reason you get up in the morning is to go do the morning show. Otherwise, you don't get up until noon. You got a couple of those. Yeah. (laughs) But I, you know, what
1: well, happens whenever you're on the road, as much as I was every Friday,
0: they give you a radio show because they want to
1: pack that place on the weekend. So you yeah. got to go do maybe one, two, maybe three radio shows on a Friday sometimes.
0: Hmm. There was this. I tell you what. I don't want to say I was a god in Amarillo, Texas. <laughs> But I was a guy <laughs> in Amarillo, Texas. My God, they love me. I loved there.
1: Amarillo.
0: Oh God, that was a great club. And that owner, the guy, he had that karaoke bar. So you'd go from the from the club over to that yeah. bar he owned and you would sing karaoke. And I mean, I had a ball. I loved going to Amarillo. They had we used this to do Amarillo and then we do Waco. I never did Waco. Next year. Oh. I never got on that circuit, you know? Yeah, and the thing of, I was stupid because I went on the road as an opener because I was oh, I was the house comic at the Green Room. And I well let me play the game by the rules, and I went on the road as an opener. And every club owner go, oh you're an opener, dude. The last time I was here, your middle act couldn't follow me. You know, you got headliners you know, that have a that's hard why time. You
1: didn't do Waco because Waco had their own opener. Yeah, well, that's probably what
0: it was. But I don't know. I find, I mean, I finally, I was headlining at, uh, in Amarillo. I went there once. I went there once, and I was headlining the next time I went back. But they had uh, – yeah. yeah, I'm running out of time this segment, but I'm going to tell this story, and then we'll, we'll come back. Lance Montalto, by the way, is my uh, – I'll tell you the story when we get back. Lance Montalto right, brother. from New Orleans, uh, comedian par excellence. How, how long have you been doing stand-up? When did we start? 77? I started in
1: 1981.
0: 1981. Yeah, that's, that's kind of when I started too, but I, I went to grad school – and then you know, I went on the road. God, I quit going on the road in about '89 when I started doing the Kingfish full time. You know, and that I never probably
1: I, about eighty, probably about eighty. I started.
0: I think so because I was. I graduated in December of '81, and I started going oh, okay. and working at Clyde's Comedy Corner when you
1: and I was already there.
0: You were already there, and it was like you and uh, Ellen were kind of like the co MCs. They did have a guy there. This ball had to do with a beard who was like he was a barker from Bourbon Street, but he was he was trying to break in. And so he was, you know, he was the opening act, of the house MC, and such. And he wasn't funny. I mean, he had a lot of energy and he talked a whole lot, but he, he wasn't really funny. And Clyde actually caught him sitting at a side table in the back, writing down people like me, writing down our stuff,
1: writing down their jokes, writing, writing our, yeah, stealing, I mean, stealing material called, right called there
0: in a club. So, anyway. Yeah. So, you know
1: who's actually the worst phase on the planet? Hmm. DJs.
0: <laughs> yeah, very true, because they think they're funny. All right.
1: Got, jockey. All
0: right, well, don't go away, folks. Uh, back more right. with comedian Lance Montalto right after this, here on the Spudcast podcast, Talking Out My Ass. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish Coffee and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish Coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake or you name it, Parish Coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of parish coffee. And we're back on the podcast Podcast talking on my ass. And who fell on my asks? Lance Montalto, who, a New Orleans boy who's been doing comedy for, what, 40 years now? 41 years? Probably. And, uh, since well, South since County. eighty. So it's 1980 yeah. and 41 years, and he's still working and going strong, except from the COVID cootie. Uh, and Not li-
1: since March. I haven't worked since March.
0: Yeah, but you're like, y- your son's grown, you ain't married, you own your home in Vegas. You know, yeah,
1: but COVID. I mean, I mean, it's only because of the pandemic. I'm going back to work as soon as the, the clubs open up. There's nothing oh,
0: open, there's no there. There's no nothing open. There's no live theater. The movie industry is practically oh, yeah. dead. I'm getting all kinds of notices My- for, for auditions, but it's all non union. And they want you to work local to Miami, which means you got to get there, put yourself up, feed yourself, run around for like sag plus, you know, sag minimum plus 10%. And it, yeah it was,
1: the it, carnival cruise the cruise lines and everything are all closed that was yeah. my main my travel and everything but uh, from what i see it could happen and it may not happen they can cancel it but as of right now carnival's trying to get 16 ships working starting in mid uh march
0: mid-march i thought everybody yeah. was going to be juiced up by like mid-may well, Are, we'll aren't see. they planning on having all in, in uh in uh, all the vaccines in the administration promising everybody's gonna be vaccined by I June? So. I May wonder if June? it is
1: May. Might be May.
0: Whatever. I'll
1: have to check do to be like 16 ships. I don't
0: I don't do stand-up no more. So not that I don't want to, but I ain't got a routine, I ain't got a set, and I ain't got no uh I ain't got no boat gig. But yeah. that's okay. I, I do what I do. Which is this podcast, which is why I wanted to tell you the story. About that, that club in Amarillo. One of Oh yeah. All right. So it was one of my last shows at the Grin Room in Baton Rouge where I was the house comic, and they had this guy, uh uh, the Wizard and Oz. And it was this magician, and he had a cockatoo. And he was a good solid middle act. His his magic wasn't outstanding. You know, it was it was all good. It was he was very good at the tricks he did, but they weren't Nothing special about him.
1: You know, before Obama got into politics, he had a
0: cockatoo. I ain't going there. I ain't going there. Because I don't talk politics on this show. But that's okay. I had to go there. I know. Yeah, I know. You have to though. But you see, you still because you still do stand-up. So you gotta you gotta have that kind of material. I don't have to have the Okay, so the Wizard and Oz. There was this guy, he, the wizard in Oz, and Oz was this cockatoo. And he would do the last 10 minutes of his show was tricks he did with the bird, magic tricks and other things. And the the when he'd bring that bird out, the first thing he'd do is pull out a saucer and hold it under the bird. And the bird would take a big shit right there in the saucer. And everybody, oh, oh that's the funniest shit I ever saw. That bird's shitting on cue. And anyway, so the last 10 minutes of his show were cool. First 10 minutes. First twenty minutes, ho hum. Last ten minutes, we're exciting. So he he is playing that club in Amarillo the week before I'm there, and uh, when I get there, they're telling me I I I I didn't make it for open mic night. Some shit happened and I didn't show up until like the the next night. And normally they come they want you to come in and do open mic and I couldn't. I I don't know. I don't even remember why, but I went. And they're telling me after the show that night, the other comics that were there, that were you know the locals and everybody, that the Wizard and Oz was there last week. And there's this old woman, this old West Texas woman, just sweeping around while we're sitting in the in the club. And they're telling me the story. Apparently, he worked the week before. He wanted to move up to a headlining spot, so he worked. He did like forty minutes, and he he agreed to stay because I wasn't coming. He says, "Well, I'll I'll be there. I'll do open mic night for you." So he we did. Well, open mic night there was kind of rowdy. And uh, right. when he brings out the bird, now that place was filled with with ceiling fans. And he brings the bird out and somebody rushes up to the stage with a camera and flashes a picture and scares the shit out of the bird. And the bird flies into the house and <laughs> right, right into a ceiling fan. You know, bird guts and feathers everywhere. And he's standing on the stage going, Oh, oh. I mean, he had to come, like, walk him off the stage. He's in shock because that goes his whole act. And I'm, I'm sitting there telling me, I'm going, oh, my God, I felt so bad for him. I'm freaking out. And that old lady sweeping the floors comes over. She goes, you know, I tell you what, I don't know how much them birds cost, but that boy ought to do with one of those at every show because that's the funniest shit I ever seen. You know what that? You know, what that,
1: you know what that story actually is? I can tell you the actual story behind that. What? Because it wasn't a woman. It was at that club, but it was actually James Gregory was there and told him that. <laughs> the story was that James Gregory was with uh, that guy. The wizard? And the last thing of the show, he died the whole week, and when it hit the ceiling fan... James went up to him afterwards. He was all upset. He goes, you know what? From now on, that's the funniest stuff I've ever seen in my life. From now on, you should just work places that have ceiling plans because that's the funniest thing I've ever seen that's in my it. life.
0: That's done. but that, you know, those guys sitting in the club told me, I mean, it was. I was there. The old lady came sweeping up. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if there was two versions of that thing because that was, that was. but, but just, I could see the look on his face when that bird hit that ceiling fan, you know, because yeah, I worked
1: with a guy one time that was a magician and this is when I was just as an opening act years and years and years ago, it was Ron Jones and flame. Oh, and they, everything's with fire and everything. Yeah. And, uh, Yeah, yeah, he was a wife beater and an alcoholic. Yeah. So one night, yeah, one night I was backstage and he had this one trick where he would take, uh, the birds and put them in a cage and then he'd put a blanket over the cage and the cage would disappear. And then he'd take the cape, he'd throw it up in the air like that. And she'd bring out like a silver tray and it would, the cape would land on the silver tray and open it up and a poodle dog would be on the tray. So between that, I would be back. And she says, and what happened is the cape had this little uh, thing in the inside with Velcro strips where you put the dog in there. And when he pulls the strips, the dog falls and boom, it hits this tray. So she'd come back and she'd go, Can you put the dog in the, into the cape? It's time to do that. So I would be, I'm saying, but I'd also help him put the dog in the cape for that bit. Mm-hmm. So her face was all bruised up. She's wearing makeup because he had hit her or something the night before. And I was just, I hated this guy. So I go backstage. She goes, Put the dog in. So I go back in the dressing room and the dog is eating one of the doves. <laughs> It's a white poodle and his whole face is nothing but blood and everything. So I take the dog and the dead dove and I put it in his face. <laughs> and when he pulled it and hit the tray, this dog with a bloody face and a and a and a dove in his mouth is shaking and feathers are gone all over the place and it hits this tray. It's beautiful.
0: <laughs> and, now who wouldn't Who would turn down live theater to to watch a movie on their phone i mean really
1: ron jones and flame
0: i remember them i never worked with them it was another one of those deals where like they were they were clients yeah they were clients but also you know it's like uh, oh ron jones is coming next week or ron jones was here last week or that kind of deal you know i mean yeah. look i i got i got to work with some great people at the green room man i opened for jay leno I opened for Bob yeah. Saget, Dave Coulier. Elaine Boosler used to come there every eight, nine months and uh, because she had a, a deal with Showtime. And we were one of five clubs that she tested her Showtime material on before she went to New York and shoot it. And
1: Well, Bob is the first guy to ever get me work on the road. He saw me, I think, at the Grin Room. No, he saw me at Clyde's.
0: At Clyde's. We, we
1: hung at Clyde's. And then the the next two or three weeks he was on the road and he goes, and he called all those clubs and he goes, I got to bring this guy in to open for me. So he brought me on the road with him for like two or three. And that got me all my connections to all the other clubs.
0: Well, let me tell you folks out there who like, uh, who like full house, what you saw in full house and (laughs) what you see in the club were two different Bob man. America's funniest home videos. He had some funny videos, but you sure couldn't show them on ABC, man. (laughs) <laughs> let
1: me tell you he has the dirtiest mouth ever 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 uh and then when he got full house and he was so clean we'd all start laughing because we all knew
0: oh he was biting his tongue you know what those dirty jokes i was telling my my son this. no i was telling my youngest daughter this i was bringing her to school i was over at uh if you're familiar with bucktown they got a uh, restaurant RO's. and uh they make a great okay. roast beef and I'm. We were over there one time. The kids were little, and we we're over there eating. I turned around, and Buck Taylor was sitting there, and Buck Taylor was was on Gunsmoke, uh, uh, wow. newly. Okay, he was in. He was yeah. in Tombstone. He was one of the the guys that went riding around with uh with uh Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday shooting up the 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 bad guys with the right. red bandanas. You know, he was the one with the big black mustache, Buck Taylor. And I recognized. I went over and talked to him. Nice fella, you know. Got to yakking about stuff, and and I was telling my son on this. I, he told me that James Arness knew every dirty joke you could possibly imagine. James Arness oh, knew. Yeah. Oh yeah, he knew it. You couldn't pull and dirty jokes. He knew the dirtiest jokes, and he'd tell them all day, every day on a set of Gunsmoke. You know, wearing his purple shirt and his vest. Cut. All right, set a new set up, and you go over there and start. So they run, 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 run. So I was going to, uh, blah blah, You know, he was there. There. I, I wish I'd had two hours to sit down and talk with him. He was fascinating.
1: What's the game still host that just died of cancer?
0: Alex Trebek, pancreatic.
1: Alex Trebek. I played golf one time in a tournament with Alex Trebek, and he had the dirtiest mouth ever. <laughs> I have never been someone.
0: Well, you ain't ever played <laughs> golf with that me. Was that's why. The
1: third word out of his mouth. Yeah. But hilariously funny and fun to hang with, but he was filthy. Yeah, Disgusting, the same thing, disgustingly filthy.
0: Well, you think Samuel L. Jackson's filthy in the movies? I got a buddy of mine that plays golf with him pretty regular, and he goes, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, he curbs himself in the movies. That's some bitch. Every other word of it out of his mouth <laughs> is MF." You know. Anyway, I'm oh, yeah. running. I'm yeah. running out of. I'm running out of time. Uh, so, so you're hoping you're going to be back on the boats in what March, April, or May, whenever everything mean- get
1: between now and may yes
0: yeah and and you work i mean you're you're in all the carnival cruise lines i mean you work out of the west coast you work out of florida you work out of uh, europe
1: wherever the check there is wherever but the the Carnival's changing now because what they're going to do now because of the covid they're not going to send you out we used to go from ship to ship to ship to ship they're going to send us out now but they want us to stay on the ship for maybe six to eight weeks at a time that way if you do catch the covid you're in your room you're quarantined and you don't spread it anywhere see yeah. what i'm saying
0: well, that's like going on the road doing, you know, doing a road show. I mean, with a with a, with, comedy, a group with a group of a play, you know, in a in a But, a, then, you're,
1: the, but then the comedy rooms is only going to be half full, and then we're going to do twice the amount of shows because uh, they're going to have to fill it, you know.
0: Well, I would pers- Well, I mean, you know, I'm married with kids, so you know, your kids grown. Mine are grown, but they all still live at home. They all go into school or something like that. But I would... Uh, I'm,
1: I'm unmarried since 1990 with kids. <laughs> so there you go. I got divorced in 1990 and never remarried.
0: And never looked back.
1: Never looked back.
0: Well, I, I don't know. How, how many kids you got? One. Just the one. Your son over in North Carolina?
1: With my first grandchild on the way.
0: Oh, my God. In A little yeah. Lance. Jeez, i Pete. What's the world coming to...
1: Well my real name is Lawrence, Lawrence Jude Montalto. And uh my son's a youth minister and a great really good Christian kid and uh
0: and he doesn't ask you to come name. speak to his classes either. They but... want
1: to name him they want to name name
0: him Jude. Hey Jude. So that's okay. Cuz yeah. cuz you need, you need all the help you can get because you're a lost soul. Lance be safe out there, man. It's always nice to talk to you. I'm glad we could catch up and tell war stories. we got to do it again ASAP. Yeah. I love right. you, brother. Love you, too. Be safe. More on the Spudcast right after this. Spud here. You know, the last couple of years, I got to be buddies with Attorney Mike Brandner, the guy Gambit Readers, have voted the state's best lawyer two years running. Yeah, he, he's been on that super lawyers list longer than I can remember. But you don't make it number one on those lists because you have witty commercials. You make it because you treat your clients like they're number one. And that's what Mike Brander does. His clients are like his friends. He helps them through the tough times until he can get them a big check from the big insurance companies. So if you're in a wreck, get the big guy in your corner. Get Mike Brander. 345-1111. Hey, what you going to do this weekend? You can't go dancing and go to the show because the Corona cooties back with a vengeance. Oh, well, I got an idea. Go fishing. Yeah, get yourself a license and insured guide on lasaltwater.com they got a guide for everything and every place. Inshore fishing, offshore fishing, fly fishing, kayak fishing, bow fishing, you name it fishing. And at LASaltwater.com, there's pictures and videos galore from all the happy fishermen and women and kids. And don't be the one that got away. Go to LASaltwater.com and book your charter today. Okay, Lance Montalto on Mardi Gras Day. Had a good time chatting, catching up. Hope you guys had a good cold Mardi Gras, too. Hope you did some fun. I took my uh, I took I got this big Mardi Gras sash and I pinned a lot of my cool buttons on there sewed some stuff on so next year when it comes back I'll be parading around in the quarter with my Mardi Gras sash on. In the meantime y'all be uh, y'all be good and y'all be safe and uh you know put an extra blanket on tonight. You can hear this podcast on Red Circle, Spotify, Stitcher, uh Public Radio, Google, my podcast. You can also hear it on my Facebook page Spuds Friends and Fans. John McConnell, and the Big TheBigTeasy, and I'm on uh, Twitter at SpudGotDat, at SpudGotDat. If you want to be a sponsor of the Spudcast, or you want this uh, podcast emailed directly to you, you can contact me at thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com, thespudcastpodcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, next time I'll be talking to Professor Carl Neval. Till then, y'all be safe. Watch out for the crazies, but I'm a gone pecan.